Hi, welcome to the Connect Two podcast, episode sixteen. I'm Jeff Cullen, and I'm Mark Hughes. How's it going, Jeff? Good, good. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Excellent. Yeah. So, what are we talking about today? Today, on we're going to talk about fake business gurus and that how that's a multi-billion-dollar industry. Cool. And, um, cult of of business gurus. The cult of business gurus. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Um. Well, today, um. I've updated the, well, yesterday I updated the Facebook. Uh, so today is a Tuesday. So usually on a Monday, I will update the Facebook. There's lots of cool little links to interesting information on our Facebook page. And um, yeah, rate, review, subscribe. Yep. Join the join the cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our own cult. <laughs> the Connect You cult. Exactly. Oh, actually, if you are wanting to look at us on spotify yes you got to do the connect to because if you just do connect then other stuff comes up so it's it's like the batman it's the connect to podcast that's because we're super cool yeah exactly so (laughs) excellent okay um so what are two things you learned this week learned two things uh number one i learned who hillary clinton's favorite president is who's that uh it's abraham not, it's not bill no she was she was on the she was on the howard stern show and he asked her that question so bill she wasn't allowed to pick bill although i suspect she might not have anyways <laughs> so it uh is a toss-up really close she said between george washington and uh, abraham lincoln cool but felt that because washington was building the nation um Whereas Lincoln had to save the nation, he had a slightly harder job. And so Very she gives cool. him the nod, but it was not Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> or or Obama. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh anything else you learned this week? Yeah, I learned that it's relatively easy to vote by mail here in Canada. Oh yeah. And uh so my wife did the pre pre thing and I thought I'm gonna try this vote by mail. That, What's a pre thing like her? Well she went to vote? the pre poll advanced polling. Okay, yeah, I and did that I, too. Yeah, a lot of people did. And I thought, well I'm gonna try this uh test the system and vote by mail. And uh I, I think you mentioned the only thing you had to know who you wanted to vote for because the, there was no pre Printed names, in form. So, so it said, "Please fill in the name of your candidate and their party, if you are afraid there might be confusion." And I had to put it in, uh, put the ballot in one envelope, put the first envelope in a second envelope, and sign it, and then put all of that in a third envelope, which had the pre-postage on it. So quite the thing, but yeah, relatively painless. And in the end, it's the last thing, uh, last thing counted, and uh, even though they get it in advance of the actual polls closing and um often the decision is made before unless you're in certain writings where that's it's right where it's really tight close. yeah 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 so as, oh, well. as we speak there was an election last night and there's still a couple of writings that they're still still, still too close up, close to call up, because of yeah. advance uh, uh not advance uh meal and because of me- is one of those in calgary I think one is I'd in heard, Calgary, yeah. one is in Edmonton. I think there was one in Vancouver as ah, well. Oh, interesting. Well, there you that, go. Uh, like my wife, uh, at one point in time, they were within two votes of each other. I think that, that wow. gap expanded a bit. <laughs> That's but, crazy. But that is crazy. So, yeah. yeah. What about you? What have you... Uh, what have I learned? What have I, you learned? I learned two things. Okay. 
So that's good because that's how many I'm supposed to tell you. <laughs> that's right. There is no limit, by the way. But <laughs> it's true. You can learn more. <laughs> Sorry, than... I don't want to learn anything else. So I um, so I got married a long, long time ago. Long time ago. And when I got married, um, one of uh, my wife's cousins actually had a, a video camera recorder and actually recorded our wedding. Wow. A little surreptitiously. We had no idea. We had a professional photographer. I have no idea what happened to him, but, uh, but um, yeah, so... But we got, so we have a wedding video and it, cool. it was sitting. Is it on Betamax? Because it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> and it was on VHS. And um, the thing with VHS tapes is that if you don't, if you don't actually like even play them to record them, they use this thing called a flying head to try and get more data into that magnetic. Sure. Tape. Yeah. And um, so it, the, the, the particles will migrate over time and they'll degrade just by virtue of not being listened to so as soon as you watch it once on a vhs it will actually realign some of them so it'll last longer oh interesting vhs lasts longer yeah but if anyway it's played yeah so i was a little yeah. bit seriously concerned about this because uh, it had been sitting for probably 15 years without being played right because we don't have a working vhs no who does these things vcr yeah. Well, apparently just four, down, four doors down from our, my studio, there is a place that they have a bank. Oh, I know the VHS. place. Yeah. Jeet Video. Jeet Video. They did a great job. They uh, Not a sponsor of the show. Either. Not a sponsor. No. But, but we had some stuff done there years ago. Transferred our wedding VHS to DVD. Oh, nice. So, yeah, do a nice job. Well, they did it to USB now. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're good. So, I've been trying to explore how to convert, to clean up clean up um video um using premiere pro because i'm in the creative camp sure to try and figure out it's really interesting how you do it it's quite oh it's cool. quite um you basically export them as individual images and then you fix them and then you re-import really video. holy crap that sounds like a lot of work well, the computer does the work. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> so, will you be posting an excerpt? Uh, My plan to is to do that. Um, Pre-clean and after clean? Probably. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the plan. Good. Um, so, that's one. And, one but thing, the, yeah. the, If you search on, but if you search on uh, YouTube for how to restore, it actually goes the other way. It's basically how to make it look like a VHS tape instead of how to, how to unmake it look like a VHS tape. Right. So anyway, it's, uh, so that's one thing I learned. The second thing I learned, I watched a super cool video about, uh, a burger chain in Alberta, a burger chain, the burger Baron, Ooh, which is iconic burger chain, which is, a not really a chain <laughs> so it has uh three things in common okay the name burger yeah. baron yeah there's about 25 of them or probably less than that now because a number of them closed over the past yeah and they they generally tend to be run down and well, the second thing is they have a little icon yep that was uh, and uh, anyway so it's kind of like a medieval knight medieval knight he's the burger baron yeah now not all of them use exactly the same icon but anyway <laughs> and the third thing is they're all owned by lebanese canadians really every single one of them. there isn't a single one that is not owned by a lebanese canadian that is fascinating and there's like yeah but know, they're not all owned by the same corporation right? no in fact they're they're 
they are not even a franchise. So it started as a franchise in early 60s before McDonald's was here. Wow. Um, this guy out of um, out of the U.S., he actually, he and his brother, he had arranged for his brother to open one. So there was one open in Lethbridge okay. and in Calgary the same day was a new burger baron and they did really well they did uh if anybody's familiar with peter's pete uh, peter, peter's burgers pete's burgers mm -hmm, yeah pete's burger peter peter burger. peter i think yeah and uh they um um you know they when they opened up they have big lineups and yeah, all yeah yeah this yeah. is what burger baron had for an extended period of time wow it was a license to print money this is and, in the 50s or in 60s. the 50s and he didn't really have a lot of demands of his uh franchisees no and um and eventually went bankrupt. So the company, the corporation, the Burger Baron Corporation, okay. eventually went bankrupt um, because of mismanagement. And Interesting. Basically, they were not taking any fees, franchise fees <laughs> from the franchisees. Yeah, send in your fees or don't. So it went. <laughs> Fundamental 101. And when it went bankrupt, that meant that all the intellectual property like the logos and trademarks sure. it's all just up for grabs no, well it's not owned by anybody so no so anybody could use it without having to worry about oh, infringement so a bunch of them opened these rogue well they were burns. they were already open but they basically just did whatever the hell they want and so it's fascinating that is fascinating there's this uh, yeah it was on cbc gem uh it's by this guy i follow on twitter his name is omar oh i'm not going to pronounce his name right Molaman, Molalem. Uh, okay. And uh, he, um, anyway, he produces a bunch of little short videos and uh, sh short awesome. shorts for CBC. And uh, it's really cool. And turns out his dad was one of the burger barons. So they talk <laughs> about, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's basically a dying brand, but yes. it's super famous for one thing. In 1962 on Valentine's Day, I think it's 62, uh, on Valentine's Day, they introduced the mushroom burger, and it's the iconic burger, and it's this. It's got some secret sauce that okay. everybody uses, and it is the one. I guess it would be the fourth thing that's common to all the burger barons because some of them have pizza, some of them have chicken, some of they don't have the same menus, no. they don't have the same logo. That they're wow. they're apparently at one point in time was one in Lebanon. There was, <laughs> of course, there was one in the U.S. There was. Two in, two near Regina, and uh, the two in Regina were actually owned by the original guy, right? This American, yeah, and, uh, yeah. He I, you know, I love stuff like that, which is just this kind of organic, weird. It like you just just no way you could plan it, and then. There it is. Have you ever eaten in, at the Burger Baron? Well, in fact, we do take out Tuesday and we've decided that You're gonna today the is going to be the mushroom burger from Burger Baron. That might idea. be a mistake. It but, could be uh, a mistake. But it's, but, it, and it, the other thing is if you search for Burger Baron, oh, yeah. you get a website. And, but all the websites are owned by the different owners. So there's like different websites <laughs> that look kind of uh, similar but are all different, different for like within the same city so it says it's the alberta's biggest chain but it's not really a chain they don't even get along really well with each other they hate rules there's no common buying everything is done completely Standalone. separate that's phenomenal i think you would really enjoy the link i will post the link absolutely um, i'll definitely have a look at that that's great yeah it was a it was like an hour long 
thing and, and he probably worth checking out he introduced yeah. all of them so they're like they're in these weird places right like there's Mirthorpe and sundry and yeah, yeah, Mountain yeah. house and there's just they're all lebanese wow fascinating but yeah. different families that, the iconic awesome. burger baron and only really in alberta these days I guess. it is Except it for, is exclusively yeah. in alberta yeah. now yeah, they a number of shut down, and they all have different. <laughs> this is a weird different place everything. Sometimes. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so that's what I learned. Let's talk about fake gurus. Let's talk about fake gurus. So, I don't even know why I picked this topic, except I saw it pop up. Like, if you spend any time on YouTube, is it LinkedIn again? You'll see these. <laughs> no, I'm not going to pick that on LinkedIn. Although some of these guys probably use LinkedIn. Um, you know, we live in this era of. I don't know, mystery or, or just, you know, you, you, you hear people buying into things and you go like, can't be right. So, I mean, I'm doing some online content and, and lots of legitimate people what? are, but there's all of these people who, some of them are making phenomenal money, just selling fake business advice on the internet. And so if you spend any time on YouTube, you'll see these things pop up and it's always some, fancy looking guy or it could be two young guys and it's they've become almost a parody of themselves right i guess the first guy that did it was a guy named ty lopez in 2015 and he's got this iconic video youtube where he was in his garage showing everybody his lamborghini right and this was the thing and, and take my course and you two can be a millionaire right and it's always stuff like drop shipping or or amazon sales or and but just a couple of weeks ago, I ran into another YouTube video by a, a debunker and saying like 99.9% .9 of these guys, it's all just fake, right? They, well, it's they, like the, the my, 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 some of them are, have made millions of dollars, but none of them have made a dime in whatever they, they say. say that they do. Right. Well, I, I remember there was uh <laughs> there used to be this thing where, um, these gurus would talk about making money on real estate by basically uh, getting getting properties that were in default. So, yes, and and that, that that did work for the first guy. But Absolutely. The problem is that there's not enough that go in default, and they would have hundreds of people at these seminars. These seminars. Well, this is the thing in in the YouTube video, the debunking video. They they went back to Tom Vu, and they call him like like, like the grandfather of this fake business stuff. Now he did it pre-internet and right. I remember being a kid, you know, his ads would come on and he'd always be insulting. He'd start basically by insulting people, right? Like sitting on your couch, fat, fat, poor, and stupid, you know, look at me, you know, <laughs> a poor immigrant. And uh, he'd be on a yacht and it was always just flipping um, properties. But here's the thing I thought was fascinating. There's an entire industry that is now servicing these fake gurus. So in the video I watch, the guy broke it down and, and he broke down like a $50,000 budget on how you become a fake guru. And, <laughs> and again, some of these- like Is there some a of these, course on how to be fake gurus? No, I guess there probably could be. Uh, <laughs> and, and it starts from what you can rent. Yeah. Like, so they rent these cars. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So there's Lamborghinis and Ferraris and, and it's always just so simple minded, right? You can rent, you rent the hot chicks that are in the video. <laughs> um, you go on and you get, you buy a bunch of followers on Twitter. Now, a bunch are of followers you hiring on, actors? No, no. You just, you for the, the hot chicks. Yes. Or? They would be, they would be actors. 
Because um, there's other ways to hire that we won't. No, no, these are about. actors. You can get, um, you know, buy all these followers on social media. Different. <laughs> so you want five million uh, subscribers to your uh, Facebook? Boom! You know, ten bucks a subscriber. Or it wouldn't be that much. No, no, it'd be ten bucks for five hundred. Five hundred, something like that, right? And then this is the one that really killed me because in a lot of these guys, uh, these videos, you know, and it's always this, uh, it's always this sort of the same script, right? I was a nobody working some schleppy job. And now look, I'm making $18,000 a day selling dumb stuff on the internet. But a lot of them have big piles of cash. This is really funny. You can, in Los Angeles, you can rent like a half a million dollars if you want to shoot a video with a big pile of cash, there's a company that actually will rent you money, a big pile of cash uh, for your video. Right. I'm sure there's a hell of a deposit. Like they want to make, but they'll just deliver you. I'll rent this and I'll pay you back money. with the money. <laughs> no. Wait a second. And so, so it's like, we're so desperate. Now who do they prey on? They prey on, on uneducated, a lot of young millennials. So that's sort of building on this whole, entrepreneur uh you know solopreneur culture right 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 and it's this promise of hey man look how easy this is right like i was sitting in my parents basement and now i'm i'm buying i just watched one the other day and it's like i'm buying stuff over here a towel for two dollars you know and i'm selling it on amazon for 18 dollars, and i'm pocketing the difference and it's like no, you're not. That's just ridiculous. Well, it's like, but that take my course. And some of these courses are six, seven, $8,000. And it's like, I'm taking a course from a guy who has no credibility, no credentials, really. And I'm paying this guy eight grand. Unbelievable. Well, so Unbelievable. years ago, I went on a, on a, I went on a wild, wildlife photography workshop <laughs> okay and it was in you know, this is about 10 years ago and um was it puppets no no <laughs> it was really good I, okay. I have to say it was really good it was uh phenomenal but um the guy that was instructing the course he was a professional wildlife photographer okay i'm going cool he also i mean he was yeah he's professional wildlife photographer right and so i said to him so how do you make money as a wildlife photographer like who do you, who are you selling your photos to and he says oh um i don't make money as the Bingo. wildlife photographer i make money teaching people how to be a wildlife photographer right because sure. there really isn't much money like there is again photography in particular it has been decimated by the ease of access right everybody's a photographer now yeah everybody is demanding content but they don't want to pay for any of it they'll just steal it off of somebody else on the internet so and uh but anyway so i mean that's a common thing you go see go to a landscape photography workshop say how are you making money at Doing landscape? Oh, teaching people landscape photography. I'm actually a wedding photographer. You know, so there are there are types of photography that people actually still can earn money and sure. have a living. A wedding yeah. photography, commercial photography, architectural yeah, photography. Yeah, like food photography. And- um, food is a bit dicier. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because okay. there's so, so many so many food photographers out there and everybody with their iPhone is 
is a food photographer. Um, I would think there's a lot of uh, uh, occupational ha- hazard in that too. Hey, where's the cupcake? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I ate it. Why is there a bite out of it? <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody's, why yeah. is your finger sticky? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Well, uh, at least it sounds like at least the guy that you took the course from was actually able to do what he was teaching. Right? He was. And it was, and that's it, the thing about, it was really good. And it, yeah. I really enjoyed the course. I thought it was really good. Um, there were a couple of tricks associated yeah. with wildlife photography that you have to, you have to join the secret cabal. In order to to, to, to know. <laughs> so to answer your question, there actually is, I just this morning I was reviewing, I, I did see a guy doing a video. It was sort of half debunking and half telling you how to do it. And basically it's like, yeah, just create this image of, of success, you know, uh, a pl- play on people's insecurities. Right. And, and uh, paint yourself as having come from, you know, humble beginnings, right? Oh, six months ago I was working at McDonald's. Now I make, you know, $2 million a month, some ridiculous thing. Well, that's what Amway used to do, right? Yeah. They called, they called it dream, was it dream weaving or dream. Yeah. There was a name for it that was basically, um, basically dream casting where you're basically right. trying to project what your life would be like if you yes. were so successful exactly. doing this thing. So. Then his next step was create a webinar that's, intentionally vague yeah yeah (laughs) intentionally vague yeah so that doesn't give any of the 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 content away and then create a course or have someone create one for you and charge people like incredible dollars but the crazy thing is you you can go on to the web and take some pretty good material for cheap right like you go to udemy or or uh what's the other one master class is a bit more expensive right and you can learn just about anything for well, I mean, you do some online courses, right? I do. For photography. I You're do. not charging people six grand no. to, uh, you no. know, to I, learn. I, I've been doing webinars more to get people interested in my brand and potentially hire me for paying work. Um, but, um, and, and I have taken courses from masterclass. Masterclasses, you end up getting like some super iconic person basically telling you what they do. Right. It's one course. That's it. Uh, so with yeah, them, yeah, and, I've uh, seen that. It's Who's not, your instructor? It's not, it's not very instructive. It's, it's more, more entertainment. More entertainment. Yeah. Well, right? we all know like it, there's a difference between teaching effectively. Yeah. And being good at something. Yeah. So those like, Here's Ron Howard going to teach you how to direct movies. Yeah. It's Ron Howard. Really. <laughs> telling you how he directs movies exactly. and it's really entertaining it's really well shot they're a master class is really interesting yeah but it's not so if you're it's interested really in it but it's yeah. not it's not going to teach you how to well how to edit so this is video. interesting because this is one of the things that even the legitimate business gurus tend to fall prey to or or it's like so if i'm michael dell i'm just picking a name out of the hat you know and I create Dell computers. There's a whole combination of yes, individual skills and unique circumstances and probably some luck. So I write a, lot, a book a lot of luck. Yeah. telling you how I did it does not in any way really give you much to no, go No, because on, the circumstances right? exactly. have changed right. and now he's your competitor. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I think you're much better off to, uh, you know, just learn the fundamental stuff. Anyways, if you don't want to be taken in uh, by online gurus, Take my course. Don't be taken in by onlinegurus.com. 
<laughs> and I'll teach you everything you need to know not to be taken in by a guru. So only $5,000. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Exactly. <laughs> For a limited time only. For a limited time only. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. Now, excuse me while I uh, move this big pile of cash I'm sitting on here over. <laughs> Insane. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Content. Uh, what, what are you? What kind of media are you consuming? You know what I watched yesterday? I watched the first episode of season eight of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, because they just released it on Netflix. Oh, uh, and um, yeah. I don't know if you remember. Um, there's a bit of a story. So Brooklyn Nine Nine, they finished the previous season, right? And then there was all of this upheaval, right? Uh, COVID, of course, but it was all of the George Floyd stuff, and yep, yep. And there was actually some debate whether it made sense to have a comedy show about the cops, cops. anymore. Right. And I got to say, they, they, they really, I only watched the first episode, but they, they addressed all of that stuff. They got uh, uh, one character who's white is, is overcompensating with the black character. The, the main story was about corruption in the police department. And, and one of the characters has left the police force to sort of become an advocate. And so they really tried to, they were all wearing masks cause it's the middle of COVID. Oh wow. So they really tried to set the, the stage and, and kind of just set like the time. get out in front of it and say, yeah, you know, and I think they've set it like a year's gone by since the last episode. Okay. Um, so I was really impressed. It's still funny, but quite as funny because there's this kind of shadow of, yeah, man, some crazy some stuff's been stuff happening, right? Yeah, but I was really impressed with how they just kind of went, we're not going to shy away from it. Let's just put it out there. You know, police corruption, uh, uh, racial unrest, all of that. And let's just go at tell it. it like it is. So so I really enjoyed that. Anything else? Uh no, no, it's been a busy week. That's pretty much all I've managed to. Well, I'm I'm rewatching Enterprise, um, that Star Trek um, series from the early 2000s. Is that the one with Paul? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, uh, Paul. To uh, I watched it. Yeah, to Paul. To Paul. Yeah, Scott Bakula is Captain Archer, yeah. and uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's, I enjoyed uh, it at the time. I don't yeah. think I ever watched the whole. No, series. I, I think I. I watched the first couple out. seasons and then dropped. So I'm. Much like I did with DS9, where I went back and rewatched all of it years later, my plan is to watch all of Enterprise. And so far, I'm liking it. It's good. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. You? Um, well, we had, last week we had talked about uh, Val, the 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 Prime video about Val. Oh Kilmer. yes. And you were talking about how. Uh, so I looked up uh, the and I've got the link on our Facebook page oh, good. about the 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 voice thing for Val. It's very cool. But I actually also watched the show. It was, I really enjoyed it. It was, um, I don't know if you watched, uh, was it Rocket Man? The, one, the story of Elton John? Yes. Done by Elton John? Yes. So this is Val Kilmer done by Val Kilmer. Right. And Val Kilmer was obsessed with video cameras. I heard and about that. Yeah, so the ads, there's all right? kinds of outtakes from all these movies. He goes through like each movie and what happened. And um, it's really fascinating. Oh, I'm watch and it uh, I really enjoyed it. It was, there was parts of it that were uh, a bit like Elton John, where it was not particularly sympathetic to, uh, to Elton at times. Right. So uh, kind of an honest. Although uh, the whole thing overall was 
clearly a bit of fluff for Elton John. Uh, yes. The Val Kilmer thing, it's a little bit up in the air. Um, really? But, uh, and at the end, I mean, he's, I mean, he, he, he went from not admitting that he had cancer to anybody to right. basically showing up and not being able to speak because it all yeah. happened really fast. He was doing a one-man show and uh, all of a sudden he couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't talk. He was losing his voice. And, wow. Uh, it went pretty quick. And then it, he's been showing up at Comic-Cons and stuff. Sure. Um, um, for a while um, with and looking incredibly different. Oh, and, he does definitely look different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's quite a handsome yeah. man when he was young. He was. Yeah. And um, so that was really interesting. Very I really interesting. enjoyed it. I, I yeah. enjoyed it, although I wouldn't say it's uplifting. No. So, but no. it was really, it was really entertaining. I, I yeah. really enjoyed that. Well, that, that actually reminds me, I guess I have been watching a lot of, of uh, YouTube videos about Norm Macdonald because yeah, me again, too. he's, he's really, uh, he is all, I've always appreciated. I always like Norm Macdonald. I saw him uh, and I put this on the comments to uh, Bob Saget, put a video so years and years ago, I saw Norm Macdonald live at Just for Laughs. Oh, really? Yes. That would have been really good. It was good. And he had a bit about a guy who kills his entire family <laughs> because he's hearing the voice of Satan in his head. And he, <laughs> yeah, so if you know Norm Macdonald's style, it's always really dry. It's very you know, dry and punch dead line, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, hey, Satan, I, uh, I did it. I got the, they're all in this duffel bag. And then the guy pops out from behind the door and it's his friend, Bob. Surprise, me, Bob. I was just kidding. He's like, oh, Bob, uh, just killed my whole family here. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it turns out that Bob Saget and Norm MacDonald were lifelong friends. Like, he met him when he was like 15 years old. Oh, wow. And so I put in the comments of the Bob Saget's sort of YouTube video I said, about this joke, and that it was Bob. And I said, now I'm wondering if you're the Bob he was talking about. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is I saw, I, I kind of similarly did the same with YouTube, but, uh, so, uh, Norm McDonald, his brother is Neil McDonald, who is a CBC reporter. I did not know and, that. And, um, so, and his sister-in-law, so Neil McDonald's, uh, Neil McDonald's wife, uh, Joyce, um, was hosting question period, like in 2018. Okay. She interviewed Norm McDonald about uh, about Trump and uh, politics oh, in the states, because because wow. Norm actually knew Donald Trump and was commenting yeah, he on mentioned that that in a few clips I've seen. It that, was yeah. really interesting perspective. He really took his comedy as an art seriously yes. in a way that is different from a lot of other guys who are just yucksters and uh, they like they, you know it's a little bit riffing off but he took it seriously and it was interesting how he commented specifically on why he did not like alec baldwin's version of trump oh interesting and specifically he says if you want to do a good impression of somebody you actually have to like them and wow. uh he, so he said that he had there was a different character who had done trump previously at one of, one of the snl uh alumni and uh okay he said that that was a much better version of trump because the guy didn't hate donald trump right whereas alec baldwin 
hates yes. Donald Trump. And um, so it becomes more mockery then. Yeah. So it's a bit more mockery. Yeah. And he says, he says, if you want to do a good impression, you've got to like the character you're, you're, you're doing. And, uh, <laughs> and that's why he had a lot of problems with that particular, but it was, it, it was funny. It's funny as heck. Oh, he's funny. Because he's talking and all of a sudden his phone keeps ringing. So he eventually answers it. I got to go. I'm on the phone with Joyce. And, and it, <laughs> It's just like, I mean, it was, it was priceless. And, you know, yeah. this is an interview between a journalist and, and, and a guest. And, and at the end he says, bye Joyce, love you. <laughs> it's kind of the, the right, end because, because they're related. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. Uh, so. Well, his bit on SNL and they played it a lot last week when he was doing Burt Reynolds <laughs> yeah. on, uh, well, they, were doing, they were doing Jeopardy, right? So Will Ferrell is, is doing Alex Trebek. Um, I can't remember. Uh, Jimmy Fallon's doing French Stewart. Some guy's doing Sean Connery, and and Norm Macdonald's doing Burt Reynolds. Yeah. And at one point, he decides to change his name to Turd Ferguson. <laughs> and and Trebek Farrell comes back and Burt Reynolds. He goes, "No, nope, that's not my name." <laughs> and he looks at his <sighs> Turd Ferguson. But his Burt Reynolds was just spot on. So yeah. I can see what you mean about like. Like, admiring like, it's almost like you yeah you're having fun but you're pulling out those character traits and because he did johnny carson he also did um he also did david letterman and he's a huge he was a huge letterman fan right and apparently phoned letterman uh or letterman phoned him the day after he'd done letterman and didn't say a word through the whole conversation just let norm mcdonald sort of stew until finally, apparently, at the end of the conversation, he couldn't take it anymore. He goes, "Dave, I, uh, I did you on letter on on SNL last night," and then then Letterman finally admitted that he'd seen it and 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 liked it. But but I thought that was really funny. Call the guy up, know he's going to be uncomfortable, and then just not say a word. And like, just, just let him do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and apparently, uh, I mean, Norm Macdonald got fired from SNL for absolutely going after O.J. Simpson <gasps> relentlessly, you know, and because uh, he was the Weekend Update. That's right. Anchor, and it was just like, oh, in uh, in in uh, you know, social society news, um, Prince Charles has written a new book all about his life with Diana, and it says. Of course, OJ did it. <laughs> and it's just. <laughs> well, he had a bit where OJ, says, OJ Simpson says in his new book that he would have died for Nicole. He goes, that's bad luck when the one guy that would have Take died for you for kills you. <laughs> Take a bullet for you and goes and <laughs> kills you. It's like, oh, man. Um, Anyhow. The other thing I watched for media was I watched, I ended up watching all the one shots. So, all the um, one shots. Yeah. So the, the Marvel one shots yep. that we talked about last week. Um, I was able to find them on YouTube. Right. Although one of them had like a Malaysian Yeah, <laughs> you take what you could find. But it was like a Marvel, it was like a Marvel, an official Marvel YouTube channel, and they were With doing the one shot, but it had like Malaysian stuff. Interesting. And um, but it was interesting. So there was uh five or six of them, and uh, and only one of them is actually on the MCU um Sorry, on, on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah, it's the it's the rest the one, of them are um, you have to you have to search and find them on YouTube. And so were they good? Yeah, they were good. They were yeah. interesting, and uh, they were they were worth worth the time. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised more studios don't do that that cross. Do you remember Battlestar Galactica? Yes, they had a whole bunch of they were internet like little like webisodes. Web yeah, webisodes. Yeah, it's funny that more 
Isn't uh, well? Do I mean, that, I think you know? I think uh, Star Wars did some of that with the Clone Wars. I think there was. Oh, some, could they be. They were having little extra snippets. Yeah. But, but anyway, there you go. Anyhow, all right. Okay. So, so what are we going to talk about next week? I'm going to talk about why people should print their photos. Print their photos. Yeah, I mean a real weird concept. But, As opposed to um, just having them all having on their them phone. On their phone and yeah. looking at your images on your phone. So we'll okay. talk specifically about the advantages of uh, like why why it'd be worth printing your photos. Interesting. So it, uh, yeah. Why not? So and um, and that's it. I have eight thousand photos on my phone, Mark. There's okay, got to be not... some triage method that we can talk about. Yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> Although I don't think you want to talk about triage in you, Alberta. Hey, right take now. my online course on how to triage your photos. It's only six thousand dollars. Yes, and then you can teach other people. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. And um, rate, review, and subscribe, especially on iTunes, helps us get found. Absolutely. Um, and uh, send mail. And it's great. I guess we we didn't check our mailbag. There was nothing in the mailbag. Oh, the mailbag was empty this week. So. Not even three letters. Not even a hey. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week. You Steph. too, Mark. Take care. Bye.